And one thing I do want to say as well, with all these different team structure options and there, there's no right way to do it, you know, like it, it just depends on the company and the people that you have on the team. And like I said, the way that other teams around it are structured as well, I think has a big impact. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name's Charlie. My name is Femke, and in this episode today, we are going to talk about team structure. And this actually came through from a listener who emailed in and they asked us for our thoughts on different team structures. What is the current structure of our teams that we're currently working in? What structures we've experienced and worked in in the past? Pros and cons based on our opinion and experience. So, thought this would be interesting to talk about. Uh, I've definitely experienced a few different makeups of teams, and my team is actually just going through a restructure at the moment. So, I thought this was timely. Uh, but before we get into it, as usual, how is it going? Well, I am in New Zealand still, will be for the next few episodes. So, I don't know why I'm going to say that every time, but I probably special. will. Special. Um, nice. <laughs> it is special, yes. Yeah. Doing well here. Um, yesterday, since this is a show about side hustles, I want to share that uh, yesterday I got a tattoo of the logo of my first ever side hustle. Amazing. Yeah, maybe sounds a little bit extreme, but it's something I'd wanted to do for a while. It's the logo of the t-shirt company that I ran for about a decade. I started it when I was in university and it was like the first thing that I ever really made for myself, you know, um, created this little business, created an audience around it, and it really showed me what I could do and I just wanted to like memorialize it on my wrist uh, yeah. and also I like the logo it's this little broken heart thing very emo um, but I like it so that's what I've been up to <laughs> yeah I mean it's so cool like congrats first of all on getting your first tattoo you are braver <laughs> than I am uh, and I know how much like that company means to you and it's like yeah. so cool to see you kind of memorialize it like on your wrist it looks super cool so I think it's awesome thank you <laughs> What about you? How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. Uh, first week back at work for me this week. Mm -hmm. Bit of a grind. I, I won't lie. I haven't been super enthused to come back to work for some reason. I think like both a mixture of like COVID, it's winter, I'm tired, it's dark and cold. Like just don't really feel like I'm in the like happy, let's get back to work kind of mood, but. I feel you, I feel you completely. <laughs> I've been exactly the same. If it's any consolation, so I'm in New Zealand obviously, and right now it's Thursday for me, while it's still Wednesday for you. That's true. And today, Thursday for me, has been the most productive day of the year so far for me. So fingers wow. crossed that it is for you too tomorrow. Did you hear that? Everyone, Thursday is gonna be your most productive day of the year. I'm very excited. I am i can't wait to go to bed now and wake up and have my most productive day. Thanks, Charlie. Because I promised it to you. Yeah. Okay, well tell us more about this team structure change then. This is like new year, new team structure at Wealth Simple. What was it before and what is it changing to? Okay, so before we had very, I guess I would call it like discipline managers. So for example, we had like design managers, we had research managers, we had content managers and folks that were in those disciplines would report up to their respective discipline manager. So designers reported up to the design manager, researchers reported up to the research manager, et cetera, et cetera. And so this meant that you were managed by someone like directly within your discipline or your craft. And for like 
designers, we would have, we had like several design teams working across different parts of the product, but we only had like one research team and one content team. And they would like kind of be assigned to different teams and help out on different projects. And now we've moved to a more like, it's now called like a UX manager. So it's multidiscipline. So now a UX manager can manage a designer, researcher, content strategist. So no longer are you like reporting to like a manager who's directly managing your discipline. I hope this is making sense because it's kind of hard to describe. No, it's making sense. So yeah, now we have UX managers, multidisciplinary teams. Uh, We've also introduced a new kind of like, I don't know, I guess uh, path, which is the, they're calling it like the discipline path. And you could eventually in that path be like director of research or like director of content. And so that path is like purely kind of a management track where you become like, uh, yeah, like a director of research, for example, eventually. And what I'm gathering is the purpose of that role is to still kind of like have people be stewards for the different disciplines and they would like work across horizontally like all teams to kind of be a steward for that discipline so yeah those are the recent changes that we've had on our team and I I just heard this news today so I'm still like trying to make sense of it a little bit but yeah it is interesting I think I'm excited about the multidisciplinary managers I think it's better for our like research and content counterparts Uh, so I think that's really good but I also like understand that folks might feel weird reporting to a manager whose expertise is not in your discipline. So Mm. maybe you're like a researcher and your UX manager is someone who was a designer in their career. Um, So I think that's going to be interesting, but I am, yeah, looking forward to seeing the the long, longer term changes that this will have on the team. So if I've got this right, it used to be that design was kind of decentralized in that there was a few different design teams focused on different like products or parts of yep. the product. Correct. Right. But but research and content were centralized in that they were one team and they would sort of like work with the different design teams and yep. different product teams. Yeah. Right. The researchers and content designers would kind of be like semi embedded, like they would they would mm-hmm. be kind of assigned a team. So it wasn't like they were like working with a completely new team each project. Okay. So it wasn't like an agency model where no. like you would submit requests to the research team and they would decide who would take it on. True. Gotcha. Yeah. So they were kind of like they were part of the team embedded in some way, but from a managerial perspective, they were mm. separate. Mm. Interesting. So, okay, there's several interesting parts of this for me. One, you saying like, oh, what's it going to be like having someone who's not a designer as a manager? (laughs) Only once in my entire career have I had a manager who is a designer. I have mostly been embedded within marketing teams. Right. And my manager has been like the marketing director, head of marketing, marketing manager, things mm, like that. Mm-hmm. Now my, my manager is the VP of growth, you know, even more multidisciplinary yeah, yeah, across yeah. not just marketing and brand, but also sales and account management and customer success and support, all that stuff. So if it's any like, like comfort to you, <laughs> I don't feel like I've held, had my career held back because of that. And what kind of tends to happen for me in my conversations with my manager is 
the they're less about the design work and more about like process or right. strategy or I don't know like my own um, I was going to say issues is the mind <laughs> or like you know stuff I'm trying to work through yeah, in my career yeah, yeah. or wanting to work on. So I kind of like that it's 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 never like a crit session, right? A one on one with my manager because I'm not asking them for feedback on the design work. Yeah, um, it's more asking for feedback on me as a professional as part of the team. So I think that's what you'll find too. Yeah, that's really interesting to hear. And that kind of aligns with what the leadership team at Well Simple was saying with these like discipline director roles, which they're kind of seem to be positioning as like available as mentors or like stewards for those in that discipline. So for example, if a researcher really wanted to get like in the weeds of research and get feedback on their research work, you know, maybe their UX manager I guess, like might not have the right background or the right context. So the idea, I guess, is that that like discipline manager could be there to help like mentor and, and get give them feedback on their craft and, and their work in that discipline. So, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I'm still trying to figure that out a little bit. Like, when do I go to my UX manager versus maybe a discipline manager? Mm. Like, what's kind of the difference there? Um, but yeah, I'm curious to hear what it's like for you on your current team at ConvertKit, especially given you're in the role of like being a manager. Uh, what is the structure and makeup of your team? Yeah, so going back a little bit, because this person did ask about our career in general as well. Like I said, I've always been embedded within a marketing team. Um, while I was at Zero, there was like a marketing design team within the marketing team, sort of. Uh-huh. Yep. In the org chart, we reported up to our uh, head of product. Uh, sorry, head of product design. I think it was just called head of design, actually. Um, but he, he like handled the product side. So we weren't like in an org structure embedded within marketing, but we worked and like sat literally on the marketing floor because this was an in-person office. And yeah, in other companies, my role has just been like a solo marketing designer, part of the marketing team. Mm -hmm. ConvertKit split out the marketing team into two separate teams, October 2020, I think it was, when I became creative director. And that's when we formed the brand team. And so then we, I don't know what we'd call it. I think it's centralized is the model we have. Yep for design at ConvertKit, but because there's so few of us, it's hard to really say. There's only two. There's only two people, two designers, marketing designers on the team. But on my team is very multidisciplinary. I have three people on the team focus on creating brand content. So it's more of like a brand marketing side of the team. And then the brand design and development side of the team is uh, David, our new, new designer, and Corey, the developer. Um, and they, they both report into me now and, and Corey moving over was a recent change yeah. which I feel like has definitely made it more of this centralized model previously he was on the marketing team and so we would be like working across teams for getting the site built yeah um, so I, I advocated to have us all in one place because I felt like being on the same team gives us shared language and just like an even closer connection and I mean we all know right the closer you can bring design and dev together the better so being a small company we can do that easily yeah I guess I'm curious of the changes or maybe the benefits since especially Corey has joined your team. Uh, like, cause for us, I think what the challenge was, was that our collaborators, like product counterparts, et cetera, wouldn't know who to go to, to talk about something. Like, do they go to the design manager, the research manager? Like there's, you know, how do you have those more centralized conversations? So have you found since Corey has joined your team, like 
has that had any change, positive change on how you collaborate with like other managers or like other teams that your team is collaborating with? I would say not yet, but also I don't know if that was an issue before either because okay, we are so fair. small, yeah. right? Um, basically, if anyone needed a change to the marketing site or wanted to share feedback or something, they would go to Corey anyway, or they would tag Corey and me, and you know that was fine. Right. Um, we have for product design at ConvertKit, we have a. It's kind of sounds similar to what you're doing at Wealth Simple, where the product designers, there's three of them, they sit within the product team. So that their manager is our VP of product. Yeah. But they are embedded within engineering squads. Um, right. So we have there's three engineering squads, three designers, and they are responsible for like certain features and parts of the app. Yeah. So they come together as their team in, in terms of reporting and org structure, but they very much sit with the engineering team in terms of the work that they're doing and the like scope of focus. The day to day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. We only just recently switched to reporting up to product. Uh, only up until like end of 2020, we were actually in the marketing org. Wait, what? Coming from Uber to Well Simple, I thought it was very, very strange and very odd that like the product, the whole like product design UX team reported up to marketing and was not even in the like tech team at all, even though we worked like day to day collaboratively very close with the tech team. So I thought that was very strange when I joined. Uh, apparently I wasn't the only one who thought it was strange because they've now <laughs> like changed it that like now in 2022, uh, yeah, we are reporting officially up to product, which I think makes a lot more sense. I wonder if that was some sort of historical thing where like the person who was the earliest designer was handling the brand and... Yeah, I think it was something like that, yeah. Because uh, it's funny, we like, because I went into the office a couple of times last year in 2021, and like, we shared our floor space with the marketing design team. So it was like the product mm. design team and the marketing design team was all kind of like together sharing resources, uh, which was cool, but was also just kind of weird because like we never interacted with each other. I didn't even know who they were. Like our teams did not cross collaborate ever uh, so yeah, I know, it's just very interesting. That's a shame because that's that's something that I'm actually trying to solve for at the moment at ConvertKit is I feel like in separately we have a good structure now for product design, we have a good structure for brand design. Yeah. But design as a whole, we I it feels like we're too we're too separate. And I'm we're looking for ways to bring ourselves closer together and act as a design team, even if technically in the org structure yeah. that's not a thing. Um because I think it strengthens both brand and product design when you're closely aligned in terms of design decision making and styles and, you know, things like that. The UX even comes into it, into part of that. And they, they do get two separate. And I think it's difficult, right? Because you can't sit closely with every single person in the company. No. <laughs> That's not possible. Uh, but I... I Personally, I think sometimes we overinvest in having product designers sit with product engineers when that could come at a cost of like the, the overarching design, sense of design um, in the company. Yeah, I feel like that's something that Uber at least did pretty well is like, even though we had all our like little sub teams, there was like this sense of like 
Uber design, like design at mm. Uber. And it encompassed mm-hmm. everyone from like the product designers to brand motion designers, illustration, all of that sort of marketing stuff. While the marketing sort of brand didn't report up to like our design director on the product side, we still like they were still invited to all hands and there was still this like sort of design at Uber kind of culture, uh, which I really liked because it also meant that you could collaborate with them for things like feature launches or like, Mm. you know, incorporating brand into the product. Like I feel like Uber was set up for success pretty well there in that area because there was this like collective design team culture. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Now that you mentioned that, I want to talk about one of my favorite teams, design team structures that I've learned about. Well, it's, I guess it's a brand design team structure, but it, but it feeds in. So as part of inside marketing design, the season two, latest season, I spoke to Liz Gilmore at ECD at Dropbox and she has structured her team not based on like feature or discipline, but based on the user journey um, of someone signing up for Dropbox. So they have three pillars of see, buy and use. And forgive me if I've talked about this before in an episode because I'm obsessed with it since learning about it. I don't think you have. Yeah, I'm interested. Okay, well... C is where a potential Dropbox user sees Dropbox out in the world or like out around the web. So it's like the advertising, social media, anything at events, stuff like that. Um, Kind of like a first touch point, I guess. And then buy is the Dropbox marketing sites, like their properties where someone would come to make a buying decision and like the point of action where they would sign up. And then use is using Dropbox itself. So that is the product. There is a whole like section of the Dropbox brand design team dedicated to how the brand shows up in the product, which I think is fantastic. Wow, cool. Yeah. Because it's needed, like you said, and that's often an area that is lacking. And yeah, when you can make that connection, I just think it's so much better. Uh, yeah. And I would honestly love to copy this setup and have a designer focused on each. But because, you know, I'm the creative <laughs> director, I'm really only, yeah, I'm only an IC maybe like, I don't know, 40% of the time. And I've only got one designer on my team, so can't really do that right now. But I'm trying to take this approach to thinking about our work now because of that, so that we can try and make sure we're addressing all those three pillars. Yeah. Just um, with, our, with our little team. <laughs> yeah, that would be an amazing resource to have. Currently, we're going through a bit of a like uh, sort of redesign of our design system, but it's more kind of uh, positioned as like a art direction. And that's because Mm. we're collaborating really closely with the brand team because we want the design system to like work well with the brand and like those first touch points, like you said. Um, But this is like a, a one time kind of effort that we're collaborating. It's not like a consistent ongoing, you know, partnership that we have. Uh, which, yeah, is unfortunate and something I think would be really beneficial for teams. Well, maybe this, you know, one-off project, because it's a system you're working on, maybe it becomes an ongoing thing. Maybe. systems aren't things where you just make them once and then they're good forever. It's very you know? true, very true. <laughs> um, earlier you mentioned, like, the studio model, uh, like the kind mm-hmm. of agency setup. I'm curious, have you ever worked in that capacity before? Like, what was your experience, if so? Or have you always been on these more, like, embedded, centralized teams? Ooh, kind of my answer is yes to both. I feel like at Zero we in in some way operated as like an internal agency mm-hmm. in terms of assigning work and how work came into us. 
I think it's because the company was, you know, getting bigger as I was there. And so even though we were serving marketing, there was a lot of different parts of marketing, right? So there's sure. a lot of different people needing a lot of different things for all their different marketing channels. And we would have to receive requests from the team for the design work they needed. Um, so that felt kind of more like an agency model, I would say. Um, I guess if I was to think about the future of like, as the current team structure at ConvertKit, we're sort of heading more towards that brand studio model mm -hmm. um, because we've chosen to put, you know, the creatives together on one team rather than have one designer for brand, one designer for marketing, one developer for brand, one for marketing, etc. Yep. Uh, I think it's a better use of our small resources and that it'll lead to better work over time, keeping, keeping the creatives together. Yeah. Yeah. When I was at Uber, we shifted from like embedded teams to studio model back in like okay. 2018, 2019, maybe. Uh, and, uh, like it was very divided. Some folks like really didn't want to do it. Others really did want to do it. Uh, and I think there's pros and cons to each. I think generally at a high level, like the benefit of a studio model as a designer is that you get more variety in the work. So like mm. different projects, you can work with different people, like different challenges, uh, which I think is cool. Um, but the downside is that because you are working with different people all the time, especially at like a large company like uber uh you know you you can less it, it's it's more difficult to like establish strong relationships with people mm. and like partnerships uh you maybe don't have all the context every time you start a new project which is i think the benefit of like the embedded model where you can get really deep into a domain really become an expert in that area uh you know form really strong relationships and partnerships with people you work with so this was when I was in Amsterdam, our team like tried to do the studio model, didn't really work. So we went back to like more embedded teams because that's what everyone preferred. Like especially surprisingly product managers like really missed having hmm. their dedicated designer to go to of and course. like yeah. to really go deep into problems with. Um, so yeah, pros and cons to each. I think I'm more in favor of like the embedded domains, um, but both are just different approaches to to how you can structure your team. I think that embedded makes way more sense for product than it does for marketing and brand design. Cause I think, yeah, it just does require, like you said, so much context around yeah. the background of the project and really getting deep in that space. Right. Whereas in brand and marketing design, you kind of all need to know that like in general about the target audience, but then it's just applying it to whatever, you know, uh, medium is being requested. Uh, another company that I spoke to as part of Inside Marketing Design was Shopify. I spoke to Lucy List, who's a design manager there, and um, she was telling me about how Shopify recently went from centralized to decentralized, where now they have marketing brand design teams for each product, essentially. So she was like the design manager for the core team, for example. Okay. They kind of work like within their team. It's more like a studio model where, you know, like, oh, this this product feature is coming out. We need to market it. Go to the design team that's responsible for this. And I say, you know, we'll work on it together. Um, but I feel like that only works for marketing brand design when you're a big company <laughs> and you've got enough resources to go around. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's your hope for your team? Like you said, you're kind of moving to the studio mm. model. Like, do you have a vision for how you want to, like operate and maybe grow the team? 
I think we would follow marketing's lead. Yeah. Like if marketing and like ConvertKit in general got big enough that there was a product manager for each section, sorry, a product marketing manager yep. for each section of the app, just like there is a product manager and a designer. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we have one product marketing manager who is doing all of the things and she's fantastic and I don't know how she does it. But wow. if we if we split that up more in marketing, I think we would probably aim to do the same in brand. But I could see us doing something honestly similar to what you're doing at Wealthsimple, mm-hmm. where maybe it would be the opposite way around, actually, where in an org structure wise, we would all still be part of like brand studio team, but we would have people embedded in each uh, separate team. I Whereas see. you've sort of gone the opposite way, right? Where... Um, now you're a multidisciplinary team responsible for a certain part of the app. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think what I am most excited about is having dedicated like content and research support that yes. are like part of the team. <laughs> Whereas before it was like my direct team was always just only designers. Uh, and so I'm really excited about that because we collaborate so much. Like it makes sense, I think, to kind of really be on that same team. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that, but maybe I can report back on the podcast in six months or so, like, please, yeah, some observations, how this has gone in practice. Cause you know, it sounds good on paper. Let's see how it actually comes to life. Yep. And one thing I do want to say as well, with all these different team structure options and there, there's no right way to do it, you know, like it, it just depends on the company and the people that you have on the team. And like I said, the way that other teams around it are structured as well, I think has a big impact. It makes total sense to me why Wealthsimple made this change because, you know, the the research and content resources must have felt stretched thin. Yeah. Being only one team of them for like, how many teams of designers did you say? Like three? Oh, I think we have like five. We had like five design teams or so. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a, that's a lot of uh, design teams needing those resources support right? yeah exactly yeah exactly so it greatly depends on the company and yeah i don't know it'll be definitely interesting to hear you report back on how it's gone because it's a big feels like a big change to change an org structure and a team yeah. structure like this yeah i feel like it's taken us a year at ConvertKit to really settle into this new structure of ours with having a growth team and brand and marketing separate and there's still things that we're trying to figure out how to make better but um, yeah, know, so don't don't be surprised if it takes time. Oh well. yeah, for sure. They the leadership team mentioned that today too. Is like these changes yeah. are going to take like a year basically to like actually yeah. form and manifest and like mm-hmm, sort of fully mm-hmm. iron out. So it's definitely not an overnight kind of switch. Uh, I think with this change, there's also like it's opened up more sort of headcount and roles we need to fill and things like that. Uh, so it's definitely going to take a while to actually fully be in place, but. Yeah, we'll see. This is a fun topic to talk about. Like, I feel like a bit different from our usual topic, but it's always really interesting, especially the sort of nuggets that you're sharing from other companies you've learned during Inside Marketing, which is really cool. So thanks for sharing those. Good. I'm glad you like them. I'll keep bringing them up. Keep bringing them. (laughs) Keep Keep name dropping. (laughs) Love it. Awesome. Well, Charlie, where can people go to hear more episodes? You can head to designlife.fm, find our whole library, or just open up whatever the heck podcasting app you use and type in design life and look for our purple show art <laughs> yes you can also follow us on twitter at design life fm if you have a question just like today's listener did feel free to email in to us you can find the email on our website and we'll see you next time 
See you then. Bye. Bye.